0: It's London calling as we welcome you to TC Live, counting down the days to Wimbledon, now just 12 days away from the year's third major as the tennis world descends upon SW19. We are all across Europe this week, and here is what's coming up on the show. The woman many considered the best grass court player in the world found herself on the wrong end of things in Berlin, so what does that mean for Wimbledon? Plus, speaking of upsets, two-seed Stefano Tsitsipas was sent packing in straight sets by resurgent South American Nicholas Jari. And Roger Federer won the title in Hala ten times in his amazing career. Today, he took a well-deserved victory lap. We will tell you all about it. Happy summer solstice. It is the longest day of the year in our studios in Santa Monica, California. Longest day of the year. See, that's the wisdom Soak it we all look in. for.
1: That's the wisdom we look for. Steve, sunny day, long day. That's hey, right. Who's that? Who's that? That's okay. Andy Roddick.
0: That's Paul Aniko, and I'm Steve Weisman. By the way, we start with a big-time viewer alert. Uh, our friend on Twitter said he's putting together a team to spring Roddick, who appears to be kidnapped by Tennis <laughs> Channel. Andy, what are your thoughts here? What happened?
1: Andy, wait a second Andy, I... Andy, wait a second. Blink once if you're okay. Not twice. Yeah. Blink once if you're okay. And twice it, if you're in peril, and we'll send the people. I, lost, <laughs> I, lo-
2: I lost. I lost. I lost count. I think. I think. Uh, Blank I, I responded times. to something like that, but uh, at least we know what my mugshot will eventually look like. <laughs> I'm pumped to talk about some tennis today.
0: Grado <laughs> uh, replied, "I'll send coordinates." But yeah. uh, Andy's okay. Yeah. I, what, what's behind? Like what, you've, you've, you've changed your location. Now you've got this very,
2: uh, you know,
0: sterile wall
2: behind. Yeah. You. I like to go from one blank wall to another blank wall, Steve. It's just it, it, it matches my personality. <laughs>
0: Perfect. It's like Taylor Swift, blank space. Perfect. All right, let, let's start the highlights. A lot of big <laughs> matches we got going on tennis. today. A lot of good tennis. Beginning in Hala, the two seeds, Stefano Cinti Foss facing Nicholas Jari. comes in at a career high twenty-eight in the world and a rising. Andy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought this was actually a pickem going to the match, and you wouldn't think Steph had a great look. He wants that one back. At set point in the first set, you go play a little chip there. And I just feel like Steph second guesses what to do on grass a little bit. Uh, good point here from Jari uh, with the put away. Uh, listen, Jari can pump the ball from the baseline, hit it flat through the court. And he has that thumper serve uh, out on the outside that he used over and over again, kind of overpowering Steph. He didn't really have a solution on how to return uh, that serve. Uh, but a great, great chip. That's what we like to see. That's Anacone-ish with the chipper uh, to get out of trouble there. But Jari just stayed the course, uh, got his look and made the most of it there to get the break, set himself up, and. Then it was the question, can you serve it out? And boy, could he ever. That was actually a pretty decent return, maybe a little bit short. But I'd like to see more of that from Steph, making those first serve returns, putting in the play, asking the question. But he's going to have to wait till next week to make those adjustments. Jari, moving on. Two top ten wins on grass, both against Tsitsipas. Paul said Jari is now his dark horse.
0: Yeah at Wimbledon. I heard that. Uh, How about Daniil Medvedev? Made the finals in Germany last year,
1: taking on Laszlo Jarrah for the third time, Paul. He continues to amaze me, Medvedev. I, I just don't know how you can play that deep on a grass court and find ways to answer questions, which he does. Look, it was a solid first set. He did what he always does, made things uncomfortable, got into little rallies like this where Jara was a little bit out of position. And Medvedev did a good job getting through that second set. A little bit of a hiccup got into the tie break here. 4-1 Medvedev up. You think from here on in, well, it's over, guys. Well, not so much. And that's where standing in the south of France gets you in trouble. Right there. Had to run about 628 (laughs) miles to try to chase that drop shot down. Even Medvedev can't get it. But to his credit, after the tie break in the third, Medvedev, really good mental effort. Look at this. This is typical Medvedev. One extra ball after another at your feet uncomfortable positions, hit the ball up, and then he finds ways to win points. Got a couple of breaks in the third and did a great job. Into his 10th quarter final of the year. Let's hear from Medvedev. It's a little bit, uh,
2: yeah, strange for me because when I see, uh, you know, top players like Roger Novak, I mean, in one, in one, uh, from one side they can seem like aliens, but you try to, you know, see the best in them and how they're able on this surface where it's kind of sometimes tricky to, to beat anyone. Have a, uh, this uh, many titles, Wimbledon, uh, Halle, whatever, uh, it's just uh, amazing. And that's what uh, I try to, to watch and happy to win. That's the most important. Looking forward to next matches.
0: Aliens among us. By the way, there was a bear walking behind Medvedev. Right there. It's wild stuff going on in Holly. Uh, in London, a couple of young stars of Career highs meeting for the first time, Andy. Ben Shelton,
2: Lorenzo Musetti. They put on a show. Yeah, they did, and it was it was a it was kind of a weird matchup. You felt like Musetti was dependent on uh Shelton's decision making largely throughout the match. But Musetti was dialed in. He's not just phoning in uh this grass court season because it's not ever gonna be uh his favorite service, but credit to Ben for kind of uh Figuring out a way to break late in that second set. This was a nice little dropper here. And he's going to figure out the pacing a little bit more. What works, uh, what doesn't. You feel like he's kind of still searching for uh, how he's going to play most of his matches. But uh, became a little predictable there in the third set. Uh, to get to this break point, made a couple of errors early in that and kind of was playing uphill. But credit to him, he, said he uh, choked his way through that service game a little bit to get through it. But did it well enough to get across the line. Credit to him, didn't have his best stuff, but did enough. Busetti,
0: twenty tour level wins in a single season for the third straight year. Uh, But Andy, for Ben Shelton, now one and nine in his career in deciding third sets at the tour level,
2: zero and eight this year. How do you change that? He's just going to have to figure out his pacing a little bit. I mean, as many three setters as he's lost uh, this year at this level, he was winning those uh, when he won a bunch of those challengers uh, in, in in the fall. Uh, last year, so right now he's just trying to figure out how to get across the line. A Perfect example today, Steve uh, wrestled back control of that match, two all in the third set. Gets down love forty with one air, uh, a double fault, and another quick volley air uh, out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, uh, Musetti leans uh, to the backhand side, makes an average return, and Ben dumps another volley. He has to avoid those kind of peaks and valleys. I don't think it's a concentration thing. I still think he's trying to figure out his game at this level, and also it's the typical—it's the second time through the lineup for a starting pitcher, right? People are starting to know his tendencies, starting to problem solve, and so he's going to have to do uh, kind of switch it and problem solve himself a little bit better are
1: Yeah, I I agree 100%. I think the biggest... Two things. One is he's got to get more reps in this situation, right? He's got to get more three-setters at this level, at a higher level, before he feels comfortable. But before that, I think what has to happen is exactly what Andy said. He's got to get a little bit more sure of his own identity, what he wants to do Mm -hmm. in those big moments. Right? What's his default mode? What can he count on? Because right now he tends to go up and down a little bit. You'll see him serve in volley. You'll see him do stuff that's a little bit uncharacteristic. And the best players in big moments... Moments are pretty sure about what their identity is. So, look, it's just maturation for him. There's so many weapons. There's so many good things ahead. It's just a little bit of a speed bump in the road and nothing to worry about right now. Or... Wait, he could w- win every match in straight sets. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Why not just win in straight <laughs> sets That's what and avoid ahead. the whole predicament? That's what his dad Brian's saying. Let's forget the third, last yeah. set. Let's just win in straight sets all the time. By the way, he's two and one in deciding fifth sets. Okay, so,
0: there you go. Not bad. There D- does it at the majors. He'll, he'll figure it out. He's Twenty years old. Win in straights. I like that, Paul. Uh, two-time yep. Wimbledon a bit Petra uh She could be a dark horse at the All England Club this year. Ranked nine in the world. No trouble today with Nadia Podoroska, Paul.
1: Yeah, uh, she did a great job. Look, she was just big, pounding groundies, as we've seen for so long. And for Podoroska, tough second match of the day. She won a three-setter earlier in the day over Masarova. So she never really got going. And Kvitova, boy, let's not forget about her, please, on the grass court. She is dangerous. She's held that trophy a couple times. She knows what to do on this surface. She gains a little momentum and a little bit of confidence. Look out. It is fun to watch when she hits her stride, and that's exactly what she did today. So for her, just stay healthy, keep doing what you're doing. You've been there, you've done that, and just keep going at it. Broke five times, won in just
0: 49 minutes. She'll get Caroline Garcia next. Petra kvitova doing work on the grass. And then the reigning Wimbledon champ Rabakina on a nine match unbeaten streak, eight straight on grass, Andy. But Donna Vekic didn't care about those numbers or those accolades.
2: Yeah, I think I jinxed Rebakina yesterday with my uh, <laughs> unfiltered praise of her grass court prowess. I, I still think she's the best player in the world on grass, but credit to Donna Vekic. Obviously, we see the power uh, exhibited in that first set tiebreaker from Rabakina, but Vekic mixing it up, standing back, but then going after it, right? It, normally, you think of, I stand back, it's going to be more defensive. Vekic flipped that narrative on, on its head, served well herself, uh, and then, listen, just stayed the course and asked the question consistently of Rabakina. Rabakina. probably made a couple more errors than she would have wanted. You see her pulling this forehand uh, to the left a little bit more. But credit to Donna Vekic. She went out and beat Rabakina today. I still like Rabakina as the favorite for Wimbledon. But Vekic has inserted herself as a dark horse into that conversation. And played a great match, especially that closing game, which is clutch today. 12th career top 10 win for Vekic, second this year. Big difference on second serve
0: points. Donna won 64%, less than 40% for Rabakina. So Donna Vekic, avanesian is next. The player that made the fourth round after qualifying in Roland Garros gets another big win over Blinkova. And then you got Kvitova and Garcia in the quarterfinals. Uh, Paul, uh, Andy referenced it, basically jinxing Elena Rabaka, best serve I on was the on, women's I game, was on that best grass court player. Does. So, what are your thoughts? Andy just said, still the favorite at Wimbledon. Yeah,
1: me too. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I, I love her composure. I love the ability for her to trust her game. We saw it last year at Wimbledon. We've seen it a number of times now. She's feeling more comfortable at to the top. I don't think things like this will uh, get her rattled at all mentally. For me, what it says is look out for Donna Bekic. Look, mm. uh, we've seen mm-hmm. We saw her play great earlier in Mexico. We've seen uh, a lot of the good work that she's done with her team and uh, her new uh, advisor, Pam Shriver, as well. She's really starting to understand her power game. And when she does that and she believes it and does what she did today, she is dangerous on the grass.
2: Yeah, I agree totally. This causes me to have a more positive reaction towards Vekic running into Wimbledon than it does any negative thought uh, about Rabakina. uh, She's going to be there. She needs the reps. Serve was a little bit shaky today, threw in some untimely doubles. You uh, you mentioned it, Steve, with it winning only 40% of her second serve points. I think that will remedy itself, but it's certainly something to look at uh, if you're on her team. But listen, if I had a dollar to put on someone at Wimbledon, I, I would still put it on Rabakina. Uh, but Vekic, obviously inserting herself into the conversation, she went out and beat her today. You know, it's a lot different. I don't think Rabakina went out and lost that match or played terribly. She played okay, uh, but credit to Vekic. She went out and beat her. The
0: WTA put out a great story about Donna Vekic, who a couple years ago at Indian Wells was ready to quit tennis. And then two of her best friends on tour, Maria and Ila Tamjanovic, came, told her, keep going, you've got the level. It really gave her the confidence to continue. And right now, Donna Vekic on the verge of a new career high. Incredible stuff. You can see that on the WTA's social media. Much more still to come here on TC Live. We've got the highlights. From Big Foe and Sebi Korda, plus why was Roger Federer back on the grass in Hala? You won't believe how often the 10-time champ is checking the daily results on tour. Stay with us. watching Tennis Channel as a kid. It was pretty, I would say, for me, it's where I watch tennis at. It's all I've known. Uh, But I definitely think, speaking to my dad, you know, there was never really a network that showcased just tennis. You know, tennis wasn't considered, I mean, it was a big sport, but I guess not big enough to have his own network when he was growing up. Um, So that change kind of happened shortly after, or shortly before I was born. And I think that's You guys are probably the reason why my dad put me into tennis um, because of watching Tennis Channel. So I don't know. I have to ask him that, but I'm sure the answer is yes. Hi, Tennis Channel. I would like to wish you guys a happy 20th anniversary. And thank you for showcasing all the talented players in the world of tennis. Love to hear that. I remember how excited Coco was the first time she was on Tennis Channel. Well, after nearly two years, Kei Nishikori back healthy and winning. We'll tell you where the former world number four is playing next. Andy Paul Steve, back on TC Live. A reminder, Tennis Channel will once again bring you daily live coverage from Wimbledon. Tune in each afternoon and evening for extended match replays, expert analysis, and player interviews from the All England Club. It all begins Monday, July 3rd. Oh, those grass cords, simply pristine. Cannot wait to get back to London. Well, first grass court meeting between Americans Francis Tiafo and Sebi Kordopal. Big foe on a five-match winning streak following his title in Stuttgart on Sunday.
1: Yeah, a ton of confidence for Francis. And for Seb. look, he's a great player, just hasn't played a ton this year, trying to play his way back in. And in the tiebreak, did a really nice job. Francis, a couple little hiccups in the tiebreak, a double fault and maybe one or two unforced errors just like that one to lose the first set. But he broke the first game in the second. And thought he may stretch the lead after breaking serve, going up 1-0. But Seth Corda said, "Not so fast." Did a really nice job, getting offensive in the return game and broke right back, held serve. And then here, how about the little flick continental forehand passing shot? So Corda goes up a break in the second. Really did a good job, kind of reharnessing that lead and momentum after he got down a break in the second set. Look, both of these guys are huge, huge. I think favorites to do really well at Wimbledon. Their games go through the court really well on the grass. Uh, always tough to play your fellow countrymen in a tournament like this. So a nice job from Corda. And for Francis, I don't think a bad thing to have a little of a breather right now.
0: It's Cam Norrie in the next round. You see Musetti and Holger Runa, the other quarterfinalists at Queen's Club right now. Let's go back on the court
1: and hear from Sevi. So how difficult is it to play against somebody like Francis D'Affo? Francis, he always brings a show. You know, he always gets the, the crowd involved. And, you know, sometimes you just got to kind of put your head down and take care of business. And, uh, yeah, that's all you can really do. Because, you know, when, when he starts to get going and uh, kind of bringing everyone in, then, then he plays some of the best tennis on tour.
0: It is great to have a healthy Seb Quarter back on tour. Andy, what is your biggest takeaway for both guys from this match?
2: Yeah, I, I thought it was actually high level. I think with the, when the errors came, it was a product of what the other person was bringing, right? It's like you see you see Francis maybe smother a forehand into the net, but that's largely because if he doesn't actually go after it, Seb was just teeing off and finding depth to to all corners, right? You see Francis kind of up the ante on the second serve and go for a little bit more and double fault, but that's also because of the pressure that Seb was putting on second serve returns. Uh, I, I think they're both... Uh, great on grass. I, I think they could both uh find themselves in the in the tail end uh, of uh, of Wimbledon. And, and I love Sevi Porta. It feels like when you watch him that he should already have the number 9 10 11 uh next to his name, but there've just been these little speed bumps over the last two or three years where he gets a little bit of momentum. Australia this year beats Medvedev on on a hard court and then gets hurt you know it's kind of the story of the last couple of years whenever he builds up that momentum and we're all going okay here it comes it's this waterfall effect it's something kind of happens. so hopefully this is where he can find the confidence and sustain it for an extended period of time which i don't think we've seen over a three or four month period we see flashes and they're so impressive i just hope he can stay healthy
1: I agree. I mean, look, I think he's a great player. We've seen the big wins, and, and Francis has all the confidence now. I agree with Andy. I think they both could be around in the latter stages of, of Wimbledon. I wanted to ask Andy a question about Seb Korda's serve. It looks like at six-five, he should be a natural big free point server, but his spots on his serve seem to go up and down, and it's not consistently there. Do, do you see anything in his serve that maybe lends itself to that?
2: Yeah, it's weird because everything with his ground show is so succinct, right? There's not a lot of wasted motion, but conversely, there's not a lot of big motion in the serve too, right? So the elbow gets a little tight, it gets a little high, and then it's a little bit more of kind of a shove motion. But uh, Petch made a great point uh, during the match saying, listen, earlier this year and last year, uh, the average during a match was like 115, 116, uh, and, and where now he was pumping it up above 125 pretty consistently. So we do look for that improvement. He doesn't have to be a guy just because he's 6'5", that serves 132, 135. I think of someone like Todd Martin, who didn't have the 135 ball, but consistently hit the corners, ran it in and out, mixed in the second serve. I think that's what Sebi needs to focus on, uh, as opposed to trying to rear back and hit it. Uh, I think he can. He needs to improve direction and get that kind of uh, tail away from the person a little bit more and set up the first shot. He's so good from the baseline. Uh, he can view it as a table setter, but just needs to be able to defend his second serve control. Consistently. Had 15 aces today, won 90% of the points on first serve. Time now to enter the social
0: net, and Kane Akori made history on Sunday. The first ever unranked man to win a challenger title <laughs> did it in Puerto Rico. First title of any kind since 2018. The man is back, Andy.
2: Yeah, he's not exactly like most unranked players. Most unranked <laughs> players have... I haven't participated in a U.S. Open final, but what a cool story. Listen, the question about about Kay have never been, listen, when he's healthy, is he a great player? Is he a top-ten guy? He's proven that much. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy. Uh, and it's just so refreshing to see him back. And you saw how much it meant to him after he cleans this winner. and looks like a top-ten guy. That's about as much emotion as you'll see from Kay. It's just awesome to have him back in the game. He's such an important figure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing when you see someone that's been out for that long, that's that great of a player. You wonder, look, all the trials and tribulations mentally they go through, how much can you persevere through the process before you start winning? Well, no matter what level, when you start winning like this, it's a great little bit of medicine for what you've been through for the last couple of years. Great ball striker. Let's just hope he stays healthy. He is so much fun to watch on the tennis court. Going to play a couple more challengers, then looking for some
0: wild cards in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. later this summer. Great to have K. Nishikori back and healthy and winning. How about Roger Federer? Uh, He has a road named after him in hollow, won the title there a record ten times and he was back there today for a beautiful ceremony honoring him and all he has accomplished, looking smooth as ever in the T-shirt and the jacket. I found this interesting. There was a big interview with him. Simon Graf posted on Twitter. Federer was asked about his interest in tennis. He said he checks the scores Three or four times a day. Does that surprise you, Paul?
1: Well, Mirka's better get on him to be a little bit more attentive to the kids. And if he's got that much, right, Andy? I mean, if he's checking scores that much, Mirka's got to get him going with the kids a little bit more.
2: Hey, listen, that's that's past my pay grade. But And listen, any, any kind of celebration of Roger uh, is obviously well-deserved. Uh, at this point. Checking the scores three, three or four times a day. That is not something that I did in the first year of my retirement. So, Roger, remaining committed to the game. i <laughs> love to see it. Says
0: he still plays with his kids. That, that's the extent of his tennis. And uh, broadcasting may or may not be in his future, but he also loved skiing. He hadn't skied since 2008. So, favorite thing that I've been able to do since retirement. Back on the slopes with my kids. Thursday's schedule, back at it, 5 a.m. Eastern with the action in Berlin. All leading up to another edition of TC Live and on course all night long. Back to wrap up the show after this. Back on TC Live, it's that time hot shot of the day, Andy.
2: Benny Scheltz coming through. I mean, it's pretty much either Alcaraz or Ben Shelton these days. Get up, Steve, Paul Amico, you've never seen anyone jump dated over him like that before, have
1: you? From the coach's box? He
2: gets some that, air and puts it away. This kid is an athlete. Agree. Want to
1: see him win more three setters, though. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Or win in straights. Yeah, just get it done in straights. straights. That's my coaching strategy. What do you do about that? Well, just (laughs) win in straights. Isn't that genius, Steve, don't you think? I think, uh, brilliant. Absolutely
0: brilliant. (laughs) Look at our coverage on center court tomorrow. Big names in action.
1: Go, Venus. Go, V.
0: Coco (laughs) Gauff is there as well. Carlitos Alcaraz. Taylor Fritz in action against Adrian Manorino. Let's talk about Queen V. Had a couple days off after that big-time win against Camilla Georgi. Now gets Yelena Ostapenko,
1: so a similar style player. What do you make of this? I think so. I mean, my biggest thing is how is her knee going to be, right? Because we saw her get treatment on the court with that knee during the match. And so how will she recover? Two days should help, we would hope. But the fact that she's playing... Someone else that smashes the ball like Camilla Georgie did, I think that that's been good preparation. I was impressed with Venus's ability to weather that storm of pace throughout three sets, so that should be a good thing for her. Let's see how the knee is, and let's just celebrate that she's out there playing.
0: Andy, she's 2-0 and against Ostapenko in her career. One of those wins was 3 hours and 13 minutes at Wimbledon, the longest of the past 15 years before Monday against Camilla Georgie.
2: Yeah, and listen, I, I think Paul's right. The, the knee is going to dictate, I, I think, a lot of what she's able to do as far as game planning against Ostapenko. It is tough when you, you kind of have a compromised uh, lower extremity to where is going to fire to the corners. Venus needs those quick twitch movements, right, to, to, to kind of defend that. So I think we're going to get a tell very early. Huge advantage having uh, the two days off. Uh, before having to play this match, I would look for Venus. She's probably going to go big on first, big on second. No surprise there. It's going to be first strike tennis. Uh, I'm going to take the under on uh, most rally, uh, most rally length. I mean, you're not going to see a lot of points going past three or four balls here. Wake up early. We've got
0: it for you on Tennis Channel, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. Queen V in action. By the way, she just got a wild card to Wimbledon. Yes, and we will see her at the All-England Club as well. Thank you so much for joining us today on TC Live. Roddick's got a couple days off.
1: Two blinks, Andy. Two blinks if you're safe. (laughs) One blink if we're safe. I'm safe. 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 All
0: right. (laughs) Federer is betterer. We leave you with the king himself. See you tomorrow.